0: With a quick message before we get started. In this week's episode, Pastor Hank mentions a message that was given by Pastor Rick Vi this past Sunday at Marion Baptist Church. If you would like to see that message or any of our services, um, we've got them recorded over at MarionBCVA.com. That's Marion Baptist Church, Virginia. Uh, MarionBCVA.com. Or you can catch them over on the podcast website, mosaicofmarion.com, in the resources section. Thank you so much. Well, good day out there in podcast land. We're so happy you
1: guys are with us, and we're so thankful for you. And this is the Mosaic of Marion, and I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. With me today is my right-hand home (laughs) slice, Miss Mona.
2: Hey, everybody. It's good to be here again.
1: So hey guys, funny little aside, So I introduced. <laughs> we had a guest speaker today, a preacher, and I introduced her, and he sort of looked funny. And I said, oh, "You know her as Miss Mona, my home slice." And uh, legit, like, he knew that. His face lit he, up. His yeah, fl- it was face kind of lit funny. up that he knew who I was. I talking said, "You about don't
2: that. know that I have a last name, but whatever." <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it's home slice. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, and Tyler Selden just went, "What?" Anyway, so hey, turning your Bibles to Hebrews chapter eleven. And um, Miss Mona made a suggestion today, or actually last week, a little bit, I think, like Wednesday night, you spoke about it. Then we set it in stone. (laughs) Um, We're going to skip Sarah. Who cares about Sarah? I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding out there. I'm feeling Mo today. We're going to come back to Sarah, and if we want to finish up Abraham. And so we're going to skip down to verses 17 through 19. And deal with them. And then we're going to swing back up and deal with all that in between. Is that correct?
2: Um, I don't know. Because really we should have talked about a lot of that when we were talking about heaven and the city that they were waiting for. But we didn't.
1: You don't think heaven's a big enough topic to spend two (laughs) lessons on?
2: (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Ah, We don't have a plan. We never Ah, have a plan. We'll pay for this when we (laughs) hit the off button today. So anyway, so we're glad, hey, by the way, just, uh, you may not need to know this, we are taping this on Sunday, I would, um, when you hear this on Tuesday, I would appreciate it, I will be in the Dominican Republic, um, probably when it hits the airwaves, I'll be getting ready to um, either preach or teach something on Tuesday, so I'd appreciate, and i cover your prayers when, the, when you get there, because we want to go and try to um, begin to um, set up a ministry there with the people of the Dominican Republic, so I cherish your prayers. And so, all right, I'm going to pray, okay. and you're going to read. Okay. Okay. doke. Yep. Father God, we love you. God, be with us today, and help us as we uh, look at another portion of Scripture that I find mm-hmm. to be one of the most intriguing mm-hmm. passages of Scripture in all of Scripture. And so, Lord, give us the faith of Abraham. And God, when we look at this, what a deep faith it, it was. Lord, we love you, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.
2: Amen. So Hebrews 11, um, 17 through 19 says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back.
1: Amen. Amen. So we're going to look at really two main points today, um, and one is really going to start out with Miss Mona, and then the second we'll sort of, I'll deal with a lot more. So we're going to look at the journey of Abraham. I mm-hmm. know Mona wanted to go back and talk about Genesis 22, so if you have your Bibles, this really tells the story, but Miss Mona's going to go back farther than that to get to the point of the, about the birth of Isaac and why he was such an important kiddo.
2: Right, well, um, I, I just sat and went back um, and started at Genesis 12 with the um, journey that Abraham took. And when a- when God called Abraham out, and then we read in Genesis 12 that he was 75 years old. He did not have any children. Um, and the Lord, one of the promises that the Lord made to him was that he would be a great nation. And so then as we read through Genesis through the next chapters, um, we see the weight that he had for this um, offspring that he was promised. Um, in Genesis 16, he, when he was 85, was when Sarah gave him Hagar, her maidservant, and said, Maybe. I can get a child through Hagar. How'd that and, work out for him? And that didn't go over so <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're still fighting today, if you're yeah. wondering.
2: Yes. Um. And so, just trying—they were trying to take things and matters into their own hands and trying to get that offspring that God had promised. They had been waiting for ten years, um, and not very patiently. I will back up and say, in Genesis 15, we read how um, God promised to Abraham that his offspring would be as numerous as the stars, and so. I, Sometimes, you know, you just have to sit and think, what was Abraham thinking yeah. when he had nobody? He had no offspring, which um, was a big deal in and of itself. But then to have no offspring and have God make these promises to him. um we know that his faith was great, but there had to be moments where he was, um, you know, well, how long am I going to have to wait for this?
1: <laughs> yeah, that tells you. Let me just jump in here real yeah. quick. That tells he's just like us. I mean, right. how, how often do we, when we think, know, what, whichever word is best, that we have a promise of God and God is um, sort of tarrying a little right, bit, right? you know, in his patience. He's, mm-hmm. he's not ready to give it to us at right. that point. And we wait and we wait and we're like, God, how long, oh, right. Lord? How long, oh, Lord? One of the Psalms I remember David wrote, and he says it like every third uh-huh. verse, how long, how oh, long. Lord? Yep. How long, oh, Lord? Right. So we have it in Abraham that we have to be thinking, you're right. God, you said is numerous right. as <laughs> stars. I right. have nobody. Right. You know, at one point, you didn't say this. You know, at one point he asked God, do I give it to this cat from mm-hmm. Damascus? mm mm-hmm. um, So it's just, it's just, I wanted to, <laughs> that it's just, he was a human like us. Right. So.
2: Well, in just, um, and again, in, in Genesis 17, now he's 99 years old and God makes a covenant with him and again, promises him, um, speaks of his descendants and promises to him that he will have these descendants that, um, he doesn't have as of yet. So finally, in Genesis 21, when Abraham is a hundred years old is when, um, Isaac is born to him. (laughs) Hank's having a coffee fit. Um, and then in Genesis 22, we read that um, God repeats that his offspring will be as numerous as the stars, has been, and then also compares it to the sand of the sea. And so, um, but finally, 25 years after um, God made the initial promise to Abraham, he finally has this son, Isaac, who um, we know then that he was the one who would, um, God would fulfill his promises through Isaac. So then when we get to Genesis 22 where um, God says that he to take the son that you love, um, y- you just have to be thrown back and say, "Wow, how what must have been yeah. going through Abraham's mind when he waited for 25 years um, for this offspring that God had promised him and now God said, "I want you to sacrifice him on the altar."
1: Yeah. Jeez. Oh, what How? you think he slept that night? <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, you wonder as a dad, that's reason, I guess, is part of the reason I like this passage so much is that I think about it from a dad who um, has a son. And um, if God were to call me, I, God, we did not we don't have the sacrificial system anymore or anything okay. like that. But at the same point, he gets him after 25 years and then God says, hey, by the way, I want you to sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. But here's the greatest picture of immediate obedience. And yep. I believe. Yep. Outside of Jesus. The greatest picture of immediate obedience in all of scripture because the I believe is one of the greatest tests in all of scripture. Yep. Now we'll deal with that real quickly. I know some of you are going, Well, the Bible says God will not tempt. Exactly. God does not tempt. Satan tempts right. to bring about evil for right. you. God will test to strengthen your faith and to right. show you what you have in you. Yes. As one person wrote last week about something, he's trying to muster up your innards, man. Mm-hmm. Get your innards to <laughs> get strong, and so he's showing you how much faith you do yes. have. Yes. So, but that act of immediate obedience, the Bible says, the next morning that dude gets up and says, "Come on, guys. Yep. You guys that are that are with me, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna go up here and we're gonna sacrifice to the Lord." What turmoil, right. had to have been there, right? So there's the journey. And what what do you want? Anything you want to say about that day with with? I know you've got it in your Bible there. Well,
2: we read in if you read in Genesis twenty two, if you read read the account. Um, first of all, God says, "Take the son whom you love," and that's the first time the word love is used in the Bible. Wow, which, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> um, I didn't come up with that. I learned that in a Bible study just, you know, but, um, but just that God acknowledged how Abraham felt about Isaac. Um, and, but that, um, then when we get to the end of it, when we get to, um, after he has taken Isaac and he has laid him on the altar and he is ready, he has a knife in hand. And, um, we can talk later about the significance of the ram that was provided because that's, um, big, but, God had said to him, now I know that you fear God. Fear me.
1: Yeah. Before you got here, I was reading in in one of my commentaries there. One guy said, when Abraham picked up the knife and raised it above his head, it was as if Abraham said, it's already done now. And so that's when God stopped him. Right. Even God was agreeing, you have shown me your faith. You are willing to plunge the knife. Commit, you know, do this act, this burnt sacrifice. Right. And so, geez, I still—it just—it me. Yep. To think about the emotions that we're going through. Right.
2: Because not just a son that he loved, but the basis of all the promises that God had made to him. Right. He had left his family and his home, which we talked about last week, um, and and God had promised him that he would be a great nation. He promised him the land, and he'd promised him these descendants that would outnumber the the stars in the sand, and. Yet you're gonna take the one the one offspring that I have, how are you gonna fulfill those promises? Mm-hmm. And yet he obeyed and he went forth by faith.
1: Immediately obeyed. I love right. I just have to add that word right. every time we talk about that mm-hmm. that passage. Mm-hmm. And he but so you wanna talk about the ram real quick? Just Go for it. No, I'm letting you do <laughs> no. it. So here's he's Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. I wanna encourage you, go back to um the very first episode, yeah. I think, that we did. And we it's dealt with Jehovah Jireh, the, the God yeah. who provides. And so there he is. And it's it, the the deed is as good as done. Yep, yeah. It's done. And we're going to get to it in point two here for today. It was as good as dead in his heart. Yeah. His son was. And we'll talk about how he could have gone through this. But then God says, don't. Yes. There was a ram in the thicket. Right. And so the ram is, is. I've been holding off on to this, on this verse, because it's going to lead us to point two. Uh-huh. Um, so we've seen the joy, I mean, the the journey of Abraham, but we also need to see the joy of Abraham. Now, you're, you're sitting there going, the dude is about to kill his son. What joy is it? Well, I just want to reference John chapter eight, verse 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced yeah. that he would see my day. So you're going, what do you mean he rejoiced? Because I believe Abraham in that instance understood that there was a ram that would be sacrificed later on that one day would be slain, by the way, on that very same mountain. Yes. That would be slain there that would take the place of you and I, and he would die for our sins, mine's sins, your sins, and everybody's sins. Instead of you and I having to die, we would, in a sense, be sacrificing ourselves for it, but God put somebody in place. His name was Jesus, Jesus, the perfect lamb. Yes. And Abraham rejoiced to see that day. Yes. Yes. What truth?
2: Yep. Yep. And, and we see, uh, we talked, a, I'm sure I talked about it, but it was um, episodes ago now, um, that Jehovah Jireh, that word Jireh means to see. And so I remember studying that name and and learning that and just being blown away by that because really what it's saying is that the Lord will see to it, whatever that you need. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord saw to it that Abraham, that the Ram was there so that Abraham did not have to sacrifice his son, that the Ram was there to be that substitute. Mm -hmm. And, and in the same sense, God saw to it for us knowing since before time began that he needed to provide um, a way of redemption, he saw to it, and as Jehovah Jireh provided the substitute for us that we needed, because he knew that we would not be able to pay that price. Exactly.
1: We can't, no matter what we offered. Right. If we offer ourselves, then we're dead. Right. (laughs) And ourselves, are the Bible says in Isaiah, our, our best that we do is as filthy rags. Right. Right. So what good did we offer God? Yep.
2: And so Jehovah Jireh saw to it that our need was fulfilled and that he provided what we needed, exactly what we needed.
1: Oh, my land, We about to have church. <laughs> so what a great Savior. He provides. He always provides mm-hmm. all the time. He provides. He sees your need. By the way, yes. Rick told a story today, and I'm not going recap it, but even when you don't think God is providing for you and seeing your need, I want to promise you this. God sees your need. Yes,
2: absolutely.
1: He knows where you're at. Mm-hmm. I, now we could go off to when Ishmael yes. ran away yep. and God, the Bible says God saw him yep. where yep. he was and he met with Ishmael and he met with Hagar out there in the desert. So God, God did love him. Yep. But.
2: And provided for and him. And provided
1: for yep. him. So God's, oh my Lanta, there's so many places we could go with it. <laughs> but so we're not going to go back. So here's the question. Um, So that was the journey and the joy. But here's the joy. Two things, I believe, back in Hebrews chapter 11 that really jump out at um, one of which you've dealt with. So we want to deal with that a little bit more. Here it is. In verse 18, he gives us two reasons for Abraham's joy. In the midst of his Mm -hmm. grief, you can have joy. Because, number one, here's what he knew, his expectation through Isaac, for of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. I want to tell you something. If Abraham was willing, when he had been a moon worshiper, if he was willing to pack up his family and go 1,500 miles to a place he didn't know where he was going, to a land he had never been, to a people that he had never lived among, to be a nomad and a journeyer and to a sojourner and to live that way, I'm telling you, if he does that, he's going to believe God at his word that I'm going to provide... Right. Through you, yep. this one who's going to be, um, as you said, um, stars of the sky and all that stuff <laughs> and offspring. I couldn't <laughs> think of the words. I put my glasses back on. He's going to provide an offspring that would create this race of people that would be God's chosen people. Yes. And so we see this expectation is right there that Abraham, he expected it with um, this Damascus cat. He expected it through Ishmael. Yep. And then he finally got it with Isaac. Isaac, So you know how much he had to love God that he's going, God, you're not going to take my son away that you gave me, that you know I love, that you promised to me, that you provided with me. That's going to be this person that continues to go out and have this covenant. God, I just don't expect you to do anything Mm -hmm. but to fulfill your word. Right. By the way. God is always fulfilling his word. Yes. Now, he doesn't fulfill it in the... He doesn't take you straight to the deep end. He throws you in the shallow end. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what he did with Abraham to get him to go 1,500 (laughs) miles, but he had obviously moved in Abraham's life in some small things. I think we could could say that with pretty good assurance, don't you? Yep. Would you agree?
2: Something had to happen. Something
1: happened. Right. That made him know that God was God.
2: Right.
1: And so he leaves there. And so then secondly... And this is sort of your area of expertise. (laughs) Secondly, there wasn't just an expectation, but there was a resurrection. Mm. That's what he he goes on. And and what he says this, he considered that God was able. Yes. You want to stop there? God is able. God is able. Fill in the blank.
2: Right. Whatever you need.
1: Yeah. He is able. What, What did he tell Moses? Is my arm too short? Yeah.
2: I love that. i love, I love that first. You see yeah. this
1: picture. Right. See so yeah, I picture this little short arm <laughs> guy and God's going, No. Right. He says the arms of plastic man as it were. I'm going way back. Most of these <laughs> if there's any kids listen, they will know God plastic man can reach on out there. Is my arm too short to save? Right. He he is able. Yes. Now so then the question is, what are you able to do? Mm-hmm. Well, for Abraham, what Abraham needed, um, even to raise him from the dead. From which, figurative speaking, he did receive him back, because right. as we said, when he lifted, he was as good as dead in Abraham's yes, mind. Right. If you're going to lift up the knife, you're right. going to follow through. It's gonna, right. okay. it's gonna be done. Now, I want to blow your mind. I want your thought. I told you this this morning, right before church. There had never been a resurrection recorded in the Bible before right. this. Right. What in the world made Abraham think? There would be a resurrection. Now he had no basis for yeah, it. Right,
2: right. There was no nothing that he could have said, Oh, I saw this happen. I heard this happen. Um, that he could have yeah. based it on. Right. Well, he
1: resurrected Lazarus, so he's gonna do <laughs> Lazarus was thousands of <laughs> years out in the future. Right. He, he, hey, uh it was um Elisha fell in that grave. Right. This is okay, small story, side note. I don't care who don't like it. I'm chasing this rabbit for about 45 <laughs> seconds. One of the absolute last biblical discussions I had with my daddy
0: hmm.
1: was my daddy said, where is it in the Bible about somebody fell in some grave and the grave, the dude that was dead got up and walked away. That would be Elisha. Mm-hmm. He fell in the, on the bones of somebody and the guy got up or the body of somebody right. and the dead man woke up. So that hadn't even occurred. That right. was a thousand years right. out. What in the world did he base this fact on? That he said he figured he was able to raise him from yeah. the dead. What gave him that idea?
2: Right. I, 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 I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, if I don't know and you don't know <laughs> no. and Dan don't know, who knows? I don't
2: know. <laughs> but Abraham knew, and and this is I've said. I know I've said it before, and I'm say it again. Um. This is why I love the Bible because here we are from Genesis to Hebrews and we learn this new information about Abraham. But it does say in Genesis 22 in verse 5 that um when they left the people that were the men that were with them, he said, "Isaac, I and the boy will go over there and worship and come back to you." And so he did say that to them. And yeah. so so even though it's worded here what his thinking was, we're kind of given an in, um, an insight into his mind. He does say, yes. "We're gonna come back."
1: I love that fact. E-
2: even though he knew he, they were carrying the wood. He had the knife, um, and even Isaac said, um, "Daddy-o, yep.
1: so <laughs> where's we had the That's what I call it a cat here today, daddy So anyway, <laughs> that's what I love about our our podcast hey but i love that i seriously yes. love that the boy who is carrying the wood
2: and he's not a small boy no he's
1: teen teenager yeah so yeah. i've heard the 13 to 15 is yeah. usually the age range that most think he is um how, geez, how much trust did he have in his daddy come yes. on the dude the dude's daddy was over 100 yeah he could have took his dad yeah I mean, I'm just being, I'm being realistic. The mm-hmm. guy could have took his dad. Mm-hmm. He had to So have if he was his,
2: 13 or 15, Abraham was 113 13 or 15. Now right. Abraham lived to be Let's what, 120, 125?
1: Right. I mean, he's only, he, he was in the short rows of his life. Right. He could have took his daddy, but he let his daddy tie mm-hmm. him up mm-hmm. and put him on that mm-hmm. altar. But I love what you're talking about. Me ago, this is, geez, I love God's word. Yeah. I, I, I cannot say it enough. I love it. I love this. Every time, I know I say this about every week, it's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. When he said, Daddy, we got the wood, we got the fire, where's the yep. lamb?
2: And what did Abraham say?
1: God will, will provide. provide. Yep. And then right after that, or when he says, Me and the boy mm-hmm. are gonna go, Oh, and how about this? Remember what he says? Did you write it down correctly? We will go there and do what? Worship, what, not sacrifice. Is that what he said? He said
2: we're going worship.
1: We're going to go and worship. Uh-huh. You want to know why John chapter eight verse fifty six is in the Bible? And it says that Abraham rejoiced because they went and they worshiped. worshipped. Yep. They did not go sacrificing. They went worshiping, and he went worshiping because oh, circle back. God is able.
2: Yes. And he knew that
1: deep down Abraham knew it. Yep. I mean you can you can strut in like watch out we've got cat we got daddy Yo, you can walk in the joint like <laughs> Ric Flair if you know that God is able. Oh. oh Lord That's why the three boys could say what they said to yep. Nebuchadnezzar. God, because if you go back what they say, God is He's able. able. Mm-hmm. But if not, I love yep. that. Mm-hmm. But if not. Yep. Yep. You let it be known. We in bow, we in bend.
2: Well, and that's essentially what Abraham was saying, too, because yeah. if he was saying that he knew that God was able to resurrect him, then he knew that there's, a, you know, Abraham's going to die, yeah. but God could bring him back. Yeah. Even if he got to that point, God could bring him back.
1: Because God is able. able. Mm-hmm. So listen, I don't know what you're dealing with today. We're not done. <laughs> I, so I don't know what you're dealing with today, but here's what I want you do. not you stop where you're at if you're struggling with life, with issues, and you think, like that woman thought with Rick Vida today, that God has turned his face from you, turned his back on you. I want you to write this passage down, Ephesians chapter 3 and mm-hmm. verse 20. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus says this, Now to him who is able, seriously, you could stop there. Yep. To do far more abundantly, and I love this passage, than we ask or even imagine. think. You can't even imagine or think what it is. Mm-hmm. God, I want to do this. Can, I'm, I'm going to let y'all into this. Mona literally said this right before we started. What in the world is God using us to do yeah. this for? I mean, seriously, you guys are awesome. We're now in 10 or 11 countries, almost a 1,000 downloads. Right. And come on, you got a northern punk <laughs> <laughs> and a southern redneck. <laughs> what the world? What a mixture now combo that is! Now he's called me
2: a punk, <laughs>
1: <laughs> a northern city slicker. How's that?
2: And yet we see that God is able, and well, you know that those verse, that verse I told you before that. Um, I wanted to chat about it, and we never did, but that's okay. Um, this one? Yeah.
1: Okay. Chat.
2: Um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm so glad that you bring those verses up in this context, um, in this emphasis, because I think too many people read those verses and assign it to a materialistic thing, a um, money thing, a successful in life, um, that kind of thing. Thing, mm-hmm. and yet, um, I. There's too much to, to share right now, but I have seen in my life, especially over the last couple of years, in moving to this southern place. <laughs>
1: so, guess what our topic is next week. <laughs>
2: that God is able to do more and it doesn't have anything to do with finances. No. It doesn't have anything to do with money. It doesn't have anything to do with materialistic things. But it's things like friends for, for your ext- introverted introvert son. Um, it's things like um, the house, being able to close on your house when everything else has fallen apart. Um, and stuff like that, that, that you, when you just watch and your eyes are open and you're ready to see what God is doing and what he is able to do, um, it, it, it's mind-blowing. Absolutely. And it what, doesn't have anything to do. And sometimes— With, with us, in a right. sense,
1: other than just allowing him to be able. Right.
2: But our eyes have to be open to see it.
1: Yes. I think that's where we miss it. We don't really think he's able. Right. Um, yeah, the whole context is about um, being filled with the fullness of God and, right. and knowing the—, the one of my mom's favorite songs is "Deep and Wide," talking about mm. the love of Jesus. And I, every time I read this, um, that's what I think about—is that song "Deep and Wide." And but the problem is, most people's faith today is not deep and wide; it's shallow and short. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he does it because of the power that's at work within us, which is Him. Yep. Um. So, I know our time is running shy. <laughs> I don't
2: Shots. know where it goes. Where
1: I mean, jeez, <laughs> man. I think Dan has done something with the clock (laughs) on this sucker, man. Um, I I want you guys as we as we seriously we finish up. I want you to pray all week about your life and how God can use you. And I see you said that it's not about that stuff. To me, this verse really is dealing with spiritual stuff, and Mm -hmm. kingdom stuff. Absolutely, that it's it doesn't deal with materials. Eh, If He wants to bless you materially, whatever. That's that's God. That's whatever. I believe the thrust of this is about the gospel. Yep. And how God can use people like us. Yep. Let's just be honest. Just salt of the earth. Yep. I won't call you a punk no Thanks. more. Thanks. <laughs> salt of the earth. Folk that, well, what the world do I have to offer? Right. You know, I know who I am. And I, I can say with Paul, I'm the chiefest of sinners, man. Mm. Yet God is 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 doing this with this. I mean, who knows how long this will last? But we're gonna. God's able to do what He wants to yep. with it. So, closing thoughts.
2: Hmm. I, I, <laughs> I mean, when when you think about how we started and we said we don't really know where we're going. In five minutes later, thirty minutes has passed, because we're talking about um, something that. It lights us up. Oh, yeah! You know, I wish y'all could, and I'm glad that it's not video, but I wish y'all could <laughs> see um, how excited we get when we're talking about it because the things that God does and the things that he reveals to us in his word so that then we are able to take it and apply it to our lives and say, well, if God was able to provide that for Abraham, and it, then he can do that for me. If Abraham was able to walk in faith and do this, then I can walk by faith and do this. And so that's where Our mindset needs to be
1: yes need to know the word and then apply the word here's the application I, I don't really I haven't done this not one time apply it to your life today think about something that you think God wants to do in your life yep and in faith step out and do it Right. God is sovereign if you miss him he'll correct you and he'll get you back on the right path just speak to the person that you know needs Jesus hey here it is, and this is where I'm going to close. The victory is you not winning that person to faith in Jesus. The victory is you speaking to that person mm-hmm. about Jesus. We put, I don't want to say we put too much emphasis on the actual sit, leading the person to Jesus because that is the sort right. of the most important thing. <laughs> but you share enough, and God's going to start yep. letting you have fruit from that. Yep. So be fruitful. Anyway, all right, you pray for us, and then I'll close us. Okay.
2: Father God, we thank you for the example of Abraham, of his faith that he had, even though um, to us, we know that he didn't have anything to base it on except for um, his love for you and his faith in you. And so we thank you for that example. And I pray, Lord, that we would walk in that and that we would know that we know that we know that you are able and that... Um, we would not allow anything to come in to um, cause us to doubt that. And Abraham believed that, and Abraham acted on that, and so may we also do that. Um, We pray for Hank as he goes and Rick as they um, go to the DR tomorrow. We pray for safety. We pray for um, fruitful work. I pray that um, for physical... energy as they have a lot to do and um, we just thank you for the opportunity that they have to go and so we know that you will go with them thank you for loving us and entrusting us with this gospel ministry and we just um, lift it up to you and offer it to you and pray these things in jesus name amen
1: amen amen hey this is the mosaic that is marrying Kidding! I did do that. This is Mosaic Marion, and I am Pastor Hank Meadows. And I'm saying hey to you today when you hear this from the Dominican Republic, <laughs> and Miss Mona, my home slice here with me once again. And um, hey, we even had a, we had a guest here with us. Dan, he was keeping charge of us here today. Dan's
2: here behind the scenes.
1: He's he's behind we the scenes. We would be nothing working. without no, him. <laughs> we would be nothing. Let's just say this: we would not have a podcast without Dan. That's Dan, right. Dan, he's our man. That's right. <laughs> So, hey, thank you guys so much. Be reading Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. We're going to deal with that next week. God yeah. bless you guys. Bye.